Hello, I'm Julie. Hi, I'm Matt, and you're listening to American Polly. In this podcast, we will discuss intimate topics that highlight ethically non-monogamous lifestyles. We're your hosts, and we're so excited you're joining us on this adventure. Our podcast covers sexually explicit material and is meant for mature adult audiences only. Neither of us are licensed professionals. These thoughts and opinions are our own, and they should be taken as such. If you find our podcast interesting, please like and subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram or our website at American-Poly.com, where you can check out our blog, leave comments, ask questions, or become a Patreon member and get exclusive access to even more Julie and Matt. Now please, sit back, relax, and enjoy our show. Well, good afternoon, Julie. Hello, Matthew. How are you today, darling? I'm feeling wonderful. Yeah? Yeah. Why are you wonderful? Well, just it's a sunny day and the weather's beautiful. And... It is gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah. Finally, it's warm. Finally. I, you know, like for the first time in like uh, eight, nine months, my feet aren't cold. Yeah. I mean, we had a phenomenal lunch outside yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was just I mean, Delicious Greek food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's so yeah. nice to sit in the sun. Right. Yeah, I know other people are like, oh, it's too hot already. I mean, 90 is hot, but I love it. So Yeah, I mean, it was just, we, there was a breeze, and it was just yeah. really nice to sit outside. It's a great weekend. We we definitely lived it up as much as we could. <laughs> we did. Indeed. We did. So are you ready for Season 2, Episode 7? Yes, I am. Yeah? You want to tell our listeners what we're going to talk about? We're breaking ice today. We're breaking the ice. How to start the E&M conversation with your partner. How do you start that? Carefully. (laughs) Well, we've both been there. We have both approached partners or had to have discussions between the two of us on how on changing boundaries or changing approach or different directions that we wanted to go in in the lifestyle. Or just asking for something different. This podcast will be a great uh, one to listen to if you are new to E&M and you're figuring out how to approach your partner about opening your relationship, or if you've been in lifestyle for a while and you want to take a different direction, avenue, yeah, an how avenue. to start, an avenue, it's an avenue, yeah, and how to start that conversation, how to kind of break the ice, yeah, literally. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about a couple of other things, and like, by no means what we have to say is gospel. No, I mean, definitely not. <laughs> just some of the things that we think about and some of the things that Julie and I talk about when we talk about our relationship, because we had a conversation recently about adding a third. We did. Um, and how that would look. Mm-hmm. And so even though we're in the lifestyle and we're we're in open relationship, we still have things that crop up and we still talk about things. So right. these are just some of the things that we've seen and experienced and kind of had to work our way through as well. Even if you're brand new wanting to open up your relationship, there's still things that you need to consider and those aspects don't change. Mm-hmm, for sure. No matter if you are just starting or if you, yeah, if you've been doing this for a while, the, the idea of adding a third was something that Matt brought to me. And he was like, hey, I know that, you know, in the past we've both secondary dated and we've been in the lifestyle and, and swinging situations. But what, how would you feel about a triad? How would you feel about a permanent third person who we have, we both had a very deep connection with? Right. And I've lived in a triad before. So I definitely had some 
hesitations and some vocalizations to make about that. Yes. <laughs> so, but it was good. It was great that he approached me, but it was definitely something that I'm sure that when he was wanting, and I'm just guessing, so you have to confirm this for me, but when you were wanting to approach me, you're probably nervous or a little hesitant because of my history. Yeah, I was a little nervous just because I know like some of the backstory there and some of the things that you went through when mm-hmm. you were going to try it. And it wasn't, I don't want to go into a lot of detail, but I mean, it was just, it wasn't a great situation. No, it wasn't all positive. There were some great things that I learned about myself and great things that came out of it, but the relationship as a whole wasn't super positive. Yeah. So I know that you were probably thinking, oh man, I'm going to ask her for the thing that was hard on her before. Yeah. And we haven't finalized anything. We haven't. Mm-mm. So, I mean, it's just, it's an ongoing yeah. conversation that we're having. And I think that's one thing too is... And and this is not a conversation about triads, but just one thing that really was foremost in my mind is that you it's not something you flip a switch on. No. You meet someone, you know, then you start to date them, then you if that builds, then it builds into something more romantic, more more ongoing, more long term, and then that develops into something more than that. But it doesn't it's not like we're gonna put advertisement out there. Third wanted, apply yeah. within. <laughs> well, I was having a banner made. But Were you? I was, yeah. Was it going to have sparkles on it? I was going to have a big unicorn on it. There you go. Yeah. A purple one? Uh, we can make it. They haven't finished it yet, so we can finish <laughs> the colors if they don't like it. And well, it's going to be a surprise. Guys, if you see a banner out there, apply with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but to get back to you, if you're new to the lifestyle and you're just thinking about this and you've been listening to podcasts, you've done a little research online, how do you approach that initial conversation with your partner without making them feel like they're not good enough, like they're not providing you with enough, that, you know, you want something besides them. Yeah. I mean, how do you do that without, I was going to try, I was was going to be funny, but I decided to go against that. You're going to be funny? I was going to try to attempt to be funny. Do you want to try to be funny now? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Put me right on the spot and I will be funny. I'll just snap your fingers and I'll make you I laugh. I thought that was a switch. <laughs> I'm teasing you, baby. <laughs> no, but it was, uh, no, I, I think it's important to be very humble when you approach your partner and don't come right out and be like, hey, I want to sleep with somebody else. Because that doesn't make them feel good and it doesn't make them feel yeah. good or needed or respect. Right. You're going to make them feel very defensive. Yeah. You need so. to know why you want to do this. Why do you want to bring this up to your partner and why do you want to? What are you trying to get out of it? I think that's the very first thing to ask yourself. When you think about opening your relationship, ask yourself why you want it and why would it be healthy? Yeah. What would it, what benefit would it bring to you and your partner? Exactly. And, and that is going to be a very valid thing to mention or to, to have an answer for because your partner is going to ask why. Why yeah. do you want this? Why is this important? Well, I think the other thing to take into account, too, is do you know your partner? Do you think they will be receptive to it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it's something that they're not going to be receptive to, either being a part of or even being accepting to be like, you know, hey, yeah, we can talk about this mm-hmm. and not shut it down. Right. And I think that's where you and I have had such vastly different experiences. Yes. So. Yeah. I mean, I was with someone who shut it down. I mean, I was joking around when I, I was half joking around when I brought it up mm-hmm. and it was instant shut instant, down. instantaneously shut down. Mm-hmm. So for me, my ex brought it up to me and I, I know I've told the story about the swing set haha, or the, the valley bed swing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
it actually, he would have had no way of knowing. I don't know if he would have known how I would have taken that, honestly. I don't know that he would have expected one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I, for him, it was just a very casual, we're brushing our teeth, getting ready for bed. I'm going to bring this up. Yeah. And it was very out of the blue to me, but it didn't seem, I mean, I had never been in an open relationship before that. And it didn't seem, I was like, oh, well, hmm, maybe let's talk about it. Yeah. You know, it didn't seem threatening to me. And I think that's the other, that's another great example. Like you can't be threatening when you bring this up. Mm-hmm. I would advise making it very, be a very comfortable environment, not bringing up and like you're on the way on the way to the grocery store together or something and you're going to run out. Oh yeah. By the way, what do you think about like swinging? Yeah. <laughs> right. And I think too, rather than being vague about, well, I want to open our relationship just because I want to see what it's like. Yes. If you have a fantasy that you want to fulfill, because you can tell your partner, well, one of the reasons why I'd like to have this is because I have this fantasy that I've always had. And this is something that I think about and I want to see you with another woman or if you're a guy, right. And you're talking to your wife or if, you know, you're a wife talking to your husband or a female talking to your male partner, you could say something like, I, I've always had this fantasy of sharing you with another woman, or I have this fantasy of having two men at once. Yeah. That kind of thing can really open the door. Talking about fantasies together can really open the door to this conversation, I think. It can. It certainly can. As long as, again, as long as you know your partner and right. you're not going to push them past their boundaries already. Yes, that's very true. Just, you know, start small and say, you know, this is something that we don't have to do, but I think it could be interesting. And I've thought about it a little, and this is what. I've thought about. Yeah, this is why I'm thinking this. This is how I came to this decision. Mm-hmm. Or um, came to this thought. I wouldn't say decision. I would say this thought. Because yeah. a decision makes it sound like you already decided you're doing it, whatever, right? Exactly. But you came to this thought process of, huh, this is intriguing. Yeah. And what would it be like? And you want to make the decision together. For sure. Yeah, make and, them. And that's, you know, if you include your partner in making that decision, then they feel very included. Right. And it's not like they're a replacement or they're inadequate in some way. Yeah. And you want to reassure them of that. And I think the other thing, too, is to make sure that you're describing to them their role, right? Like, if it's a fantasy, what's their role in the fantasy? Or if you're just talking about opening your relationship, that this isn't just a fun endeavor for you, but it's a fun endeavor for them too. Absolutely. This is not like a one-sided thing where, oh, we're going to open our relationship. I'm going to go do all these fun things and you're on your own. Yeah. So. I mean, that's not unheard of because, I mean, we've certainly met people where they, they do do that. True. Very true. But, and I think that's a, a boundary and a discussion that people have together. Yeah. But, I mean, initially when you want to bring this up, I mean, you know, make sure you're in a comfortable environment mm-hmm. where you're not going to get disturbed. Right. Because you, this is a very in-depth conversation. It's not something like, oh, yeah, you know, can you add milk and cheese to the grocery list type of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's definitely not that. Yeah. And I think, too, that make sure you have the time and, and set aside to do it. And another thing, too, it's not a bad thing to have a little bit of research in your pocket about statistics about E&M. So it's funny that you bring that up because we actually have some statistics written down. We do. We do so have some stats. It's, uh, studies have shown 
that 75% of open marriages or relationships classify themselves as feeling their relationship is better than average or excellent, which I find fascinating. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we, for example, you and I talk about things on much deeper level than I've ever had before. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially we talk about things that normally people don't talk about. Oh, yeah. I like to know everything about you. I want to know your thoughts and your opinions, what you're thinking. Yeah. How something, how you feel about something, whether it's good or bad, because we don't always agree. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's okay that we don't agree. It is agree. It is. I mean, yeah. you, you can't be perfect. You can't always be on my side. I'm not perfect. <laughs> It's all good, sweetie. But no, it, it is good. We we do have those deep conversations. And I think that being in the lifestyle does force people to have deeper conversations. Now, what they do with that, what they take, what they take away from those conversations, that can be different. Yeah, I know we have we have had friends in the past that being in the lifestyle has forced them to have those conversations and it hasn't always been positive for them. True. And then we have other friends that, that it has really deepened their relationship. It's, yeah, it's made it amazing. Even even though they've been together a long time or whatever, it's just right. like it's helped them so much to grow. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm not going to like I know this is OK to do. So, so I'll say this. But Sam and Ashley, perfect yeah. example. They've been together for, as Ashley will say, 150 years. Right. And their relationship is stronger than ever. Yeah. They feel more connected than, than ever, but they go to events, they go to parties, they date other couples. They are now branching out to do some secondary individual dating, but they still bring it back to home and they still have those deep conversations about everything that they're doing, yeah. how they're feeling, how it's affecting them. And it really strengthens the bond between them. Yes. Which yeah. is, a, is amazing. It's amazing that they have been together that, that long and they're still finding out all these new things about each other. Yeah. So. so what would you say that some of the the cons to wanting to sit down and talk to your partner about opening up a relationship? I think one of the cons is going to be it's super easy to make your partner feel defensive and make them feel like they're not good enough. Yes. And we often talk about boxes and how being E&M or open, however you want to classify it, can help you check boxes that you're not getting checked with your normal, with your, like your full-time partner, right? Your primary partner. And those boxes aren't always, if somebody says to me, does Matt check all your boxes? And I would say Matt checks like 95% of my boxes. He checks all the big ones, the stability, the security, the feeling cherished, feeling loved, feeling like I matter, like I'm important, feeling like we have an amazing future together. Those big ticket items are all wonderfully checked all the time by him. Thank you. You're welcome, baby. And the little ones, though, there's some little ones, right? That Matt is just like, that's not my thing. Or can't you get somebody else to go with you to do that? (laughs) So one of them, I'll I'll just say one of them is musicals. I'm not... I can I I enjoy play like theater mm-hmm. and stuff, but musical theater I just it yeah it's just not your thing. It's not my thing. I think the the people the artists are incredibly talented. I appreciate their artistic ability. I just have a very hard time following when someone is singing to me, <laughs> and, like you know moving around the stage. <laughs> What's happening? It's not a rock and roll show it's yet. It's you know. So, and to make a long story short, I have. Other people in my life that if I want to go to a musical or, or when I do go, because it's not if I want to, it's when I do. Because, exactly. you know, you know, COVID notwithstanding, I love to go to musicals. But 
that is something that having a friend in the lifestyle who is fun to hang out with can definitely check that box. You can have a nice date night. You can go, I can go to a wonderful musical, have a great time. It's romantic. It's fun. And Matt's off the hook and he's like, thank God. Yeah. Now I know that there are some boxes that I don't check for you. And the biggest one is that Matt's exceptionally artistic. He's good at sketching and painting and literally just like any, anything that you see on like HGTV, he's like, da, 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 and built it and it's done. And I am, I struggle to use a ruler. That's just, that's just. Julie is being very. Um, self-deprecating? No, 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 no. I mean, you're over, you're selling me to be, I feel like I'm, that's, she's a little over the top. With my ability, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's that way. <laughs> but yeah, I get what you're saying. So someone who is artistic, especially with like music and things too, we are very into music. And yeah. so someone who appreciates some of the same stuff that you do that's a box, right? Yeah. And it's great to have, in, you, and like I know for a fact that you could have a several hour long in-depth conversation about the Grateful Dead music. Yeah. I mean, I just happen to like, I mean, I've seen, was fortunate enough to go to a concert and, you know, mm-hmm. like talk to people who grew up in California that right there where they practiced and stuff. So I got, you know, some inside scoop on that. And Yeah. I mean, it was just fun. Right. But that's an interest for you. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, that's just one particular band that I think is right fascinating yeah so I think those are little those are little boxes right and yeah. that when we talk about you know getting your boxes checked they can be things as, as minimal as that or they can be something like I had a partner one time who was exceptionally submissive and he was married to someone who was exceptionally submissive and so for them to have that need for dominance box checked they had to seek something outside of their relationship. Well, and that was you, why they opened their relationship. Right. And I think that's too, is knowing what it is that you want. Like Julie mentioned earlier, it's really important to know what you want to experience. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing that Julie and I talked about is like when we, when I brought up bringing the third, it was more of like, well, let's talk about the different aspects of bringing in a third. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, hey, I want to do this and this is going to happen. It was more of like, let me ask her her opinion and how she feels about it before we go down that path. Before you get the banner made. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, it's important to talk to your partner and be, and really know how they feel on, some, on a subject before, because I know that you had some issues before, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. and it was just, it's very difficult to sometimes to not want to uh, rehash those feelings, you know, oh, you know right. I, I didn't want, I didn't want to rehash that and be like, oh, you know, well, no, I've, I've been there, done that, I didn't really care for it that much. Right. But, you know, we've also had experiences before with another partner that it was really amazing and wonderful. Oh, absolutely. And that would be the thing is when I left that triad situation I really thought well you know what maybe I'm not cut out for this maybe this is something I can do and then Matt and I became close with a a friend who's still a good friend of ours and I realized that if that scenario came up with Matt and this friend that I could absolutely do that that I could feel that way about both of them that I could happily live in that scenario with both of them and be feel wonderfully fulfilled and feel Exactly the way that I want to. And so I realized that, okay, I can do this. But I was a little scared at first because I thought, oh, man, maybe maybe I'm just not cut out for multiple relationships. You know, maybe I'm not cut out for that. But it is amazing. 
I think you just have to give yourself the opportunity to experience it in different ways. The way that I was experiencing it before wasn't a way that worked for me. Yeah. So, so I think another thing that, that you really have to realize, too, when you talk to your partner, if you guys are having issue underlying issues as well in your relationships. That this is definitely a con. It's very yeah. much a con is you need to figure out what those issues are first. Absolutely. And don't go in thinking that somebody else is going to fix your problems. No. Because yeah. it's not. You're, they're not. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter what what kind of situation you're looking for. Right. That's not going to solve the underlying issues in your relationship. I can't tell you how many couples we have ran into that use the lifestyle as a Band-Aid. Yeah. They have problems inside their relationship. They have jealousy issues and security issues flat out anger issues. I mean, we've ran into some interesting situations. And the biggest thing is they think opening their relationship is like that proverbial baby, right? Like if your relationship is struggling, have a baby, it makes it all better. Mm -hmm. And they use B&M as a Band-Aid for trying to fix their problems. But it's a surface Band-Aid because as soon as they get into it, they, you know, there's jealousy issues, there's massive insecurity issues and then there you know there's problems between the two of them we've had we actually have had couples fight in front of us yes and that is a very awkward oh so awkward place to be especially when you're naked <laughs> yes and we're like we're just gonna go <laughs> um, where did we leave our clothes right exactly. dear god how quickly can we run yeah <laughs> so but it was awkward it's a very awkward mm -hmm. feeling to be in. you know if you are upfront and honest with your partner and this goes both ways you know as long as your partner is upfront and honest with you is in the same token that you fix those things ahead of time and you mm -hmm. don't go in to a situation where you're going to have an argument right but now on the flip side of that so i feel like spotlighting can be good or bad because if your relationship is really good you have to think of E&M as a giant magnifying glass over Absolutely. the top of you if you have little tiny issues it's going to make them crop up but if you've worked through your issues and you have a really good solid foundation then it's going to magnify how great you are together like we were talking about for Sam and Ashley how they've been together for so long and they're finding out all these amazing new things about each other. That they never knew. Yeah. Even after though 20, they've been together for 150, 150 years, right? 150 years. So, and the same goes with Matt and I. Like, we we haven't been together as long, obviously, as long as them. But we've been together for a while now. Yeah. And there are still things that I'm learning about Matt when we have these conversations after a play date or after... Even before a play date. Even before. We, we had a wonderful evening out the other night with some new friends. And when we were leaving there, I was like, what did you think? And he's like, I think it went good. He's like, it was a little, it was different than I thought it would be, but I had a really good time. And we were talking about how we feel that that's going and would we want to hang out again? And it was actually a really good conversation, but there were some things that came up in that conversation about Matt that I didn't know. Yeah. So I think that you are still always learning. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I don't mind learning. I mean, it's, you can't be dead set in your ways and this is how things are. And I mean, I'm stubborn, don't get me wrong. But, oh my God. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, as far as like people, I mean, you, you know, people, you're always learning about different Absolutely. people. And yeah. that influences you whether you understand it or not. So another con that I want to talk about real quick, okay. and this is a good one to talk about for people who are just getting into the lifestyle. Okay. Time. 
Time's a big one. And I know that we talk all the time about how Matt and I have really full plates and, you know, Matt looks at life like a buffet and he's always stacking his plate pretty full. And time is a, is a killer for a lot of people because there's only so much time in the day and in a week. And if you open your relationship to ENM and you start talking to all these couples and in the beginning, it's overwhelming because you'll be talking it's to so exciting. It's exciting and it's exuberant, but then you're talking to like six different couples and that's 12 people and you multiply that by like five texts a day per person. It's like, oh my God, all of a sudden your phone's going off all the time. Right. So make sure that you are not going so crazy with it that one, you forget about your primary partner. Absolutely. That's it, a huge they thing. They always come first and foremost. Yes. And how many people have we talked to that their primary relationship slid a little bit when they first got into E&M and they, were, they had to back it up? Yes. That's happened so many times. Yes. Yeah, so don't forget about that. Don't forget about your primary partner. Don't forget to make time for them as well. For every lifestyle event or thing that you do, make sure you also do one with your primary partner. Exactly. Right. So we, for instance, this weekend, we had... A great date night out with a couple on Friday night. We had tons of fun. We had dinner and a really sexy burlesque show, which was fun. And then last night, we had a great evening together, just the two of us. Yes. And that was super nice because we had our date night too. Yep. So you want to make sure that you're making time for both and that this is part of that making your current partner not feel like they're not inadequate because you're so excited about other things. Yeah, you don't want your the new the newness of the lifestyle to overshadow what you already have. Right, because one thing that will make a partner turn away from the lifestyle and not want to do this is if they feel like they're being ignored or they feel like they're no longer important to you. Yeah, and that's a very valid point because you always want to make sure that your partners, you know, give them as much as you want to be given. Right, exactly. Exactly. It's super important. So those are the cons that I felt like can, and there are probably way more cons than that, but those were just a couple that really stuck out in my head. And then so talking about some of the pros. Pros? There's I pros know, to there's this? pros. What's the biggest pro? Mm. <laughs> Get to play with multiple women at one time. I mean. That's your biggest pro, huh? Or yeah, have them play with me. I'm still waiting for the multiple men at one time. Yeah. Work on that for me. <laughs> can we hold some auditions? If you want, I'm sure there's somewhere we can post for that. But I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm sure there is some. We can probably post somewhere for that. Right? Yeah. I hope so. So increased communication, big pro, right? Absolutely. That, and we've, we've talked a lot about that in the last half an hour in this one. It does bring out your little hesitancies and your underlying things. It allows you to talk about them. It allows you to put those issues on the front burner and take care of them and can really make you just feel so loved by your partner and so connected Absolutely. when they're taking care, when you're taking care of each other like that. So another pro, Matt skipped ahead of me a little on this one, but I'm going to go ahead and bring it up, is variety. Oh, my goodness. Variety is fabulous. Variety is amazing. Mm-hmm. So we feel like the spicy sizzle that you get with new partners, we feel like that energy spills over into our play. It certainly can and has. Yeah, which is crazy to think about. But there are times when, you know, we're getting all... There's Super a, romantic with each other. And I'll be like, how would you feel if I invited Sam over and we did this, 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 and this? And that's like, okay. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, and then there's also, you know, like, well, okay, we'll, we'll invite Ashley over and do. The, oh, the, yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Know. I'm thinking about it from my perspective. I know. I, right? I know. Yeah. I actually. I, I, and I don't mind your perspective. I, I mean, you know, I want to give you as many fantasies. I want to check as many fantasy boxes for you as, as you can check for me. So. Well, Ashley checks some of those, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm good with that. But yeah, that's it's it's new. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. And it's a, certainly a high. It, it really is. It is. It's I mean, its we've own had high. instances where we've we've actually played with other people and then gotten back together afterwards and still been on such a high that we were like, let's go. Yeah. Can we, <laughs> yeah. Can we play again? I'm like, yeah. I'm down. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think any either of us are as ever not down for that. Right. <laughs> but another cool thing about variety, when you do have new partners, is being desired by someone makes you feel sexy and smart and beautiful or handsome and like you are on cloud nine because this person finds you attractive, and so it gives you like that little boost of confidence. Absolutely. And I feel like that carries over to our primary partners. You know, like somebody that you've been with forever who maybe doesn't tell you on a daily basis that they think, you know, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful every day because you've been together forever. You don't think about saying that stuff after a while. And so, and it also makes me really appreciative and it reminds me to be that way with Matt, right? Because it's easy to fall into a groove. We all do it. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's just, it's less how life happens, unfortunately. It is, yeah. But, like, there's things that you do early on in a relationship that maybe you don't do after you've been together for a few years. Yeah. And so it reminds you to do those sweet little things for each other, too. Or 150. Or 150. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to let them live that down. I know. <laughs> so, again, talking a little about one other pro, I feel like this is a pro, is the emotional side of it. It's easy to have bruised feelings or feel inadequate, but... When that happens, it allows your partner to be the one to to make you feel important and to make you feel desired and to make you feel uh, like you're enough, right? So Absolutely. it allows you to have those moments of security. It, it gives you an opening to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It gives you a moment to solidify that foundation yes with each other so I, I feel like that's a pro i mean it can be a struggle with if you're feeling you know some emotions that maybe aren't super happy but it also gives you a chance to improve those or to fix them or to figure out why yeah i mean we've you know we've also often had conversations after been with another couple or another female or something and we'll kind of go through and talk about the evening and how things went and that usually opens up conversations for Julie and I to hit on topics that we may have never talked about before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And we've had some crazy conversations based off of that. Well, I mean, I think it just opens us up to being more honest with each other and like, well, this happened and I didn't see that, but, uh, or this did happen and I did see that and wow, you know. Yeah. Or this happened and I didn't really like it. Right. Exactly. Or on the flip side, this happened and oh my God. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Let's do that again. I was like, yeah, I, I know. I saw that shit. It was freaking awesome. <laughs> right? Yeah. I want to be a part of that next time. <laughs> Absolutely. So I want to wrap this up with a few comments about some some good things to keep in mind. Be prepared for questions. Yes. Remember to really think it through. Make sure you're thinking of your emotional side, your partner's emotional side. Make sure that you are not causing stress or fear 
that you know that they, you're still happy together. Because if you're doing this because you're no longer happy with your partner, then you don't need to be opening. You just need to get a divorce. Or, or separate. Or separate or work on. Okay, that was pretty harsh. You need to. It was to, a little harsh. It was yeah. harsh. Just freaking leave. <laughs> no, I didn't mean that. I just, <laughs> we run into a lot of couples where they, that's what it is. They, they're they unhappy and they they need to be going to getting some counseling. Yes. Getting some therapy either individual or together, or they need to be taking some time apart to figure out what they want. Or maybe it's just time for them to, sometimes you can have two wonderful people. They're just not wonderful together. Yeah, I agree with that. Right. And so that's not something that you want to use. Bringing other people into your relationship is not going to help with that. No, it's not. So, a, it's, it's, you know, it's not a fix all. No, definitely not. So another thing to keep in mind is setting some good expectations. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to go like, okay, you know, I talked to my partner, she, there, he or she is on board and okay. In, in, within a week's time, you're on every adult dating site that there is. And, right. It's not like a free for all. Make sure that you talk about boundaries and limits. Yeah. What are they comfortable with? What are you comfortable with? Right. There's a lot of things to think about before you approach your partner mm-hmm. and you need to really, you really need to like understand and write these things down. Okay. This is why. This is the how, Mm -hmm. this is the where, what, you know, think about all of those things, but also you got to look at your partner's perspective too. Right. And keep, keep them in mind because you know them best and you can kind of expect what their reaction is going to be. Yeah. And it's okay to start small. Yeah. It's okay to say, you know, this sounds really exciting and I would love to go to an event just to check it out. Let's just open ourselves to being flirty, but nothing else in the beginning. Let's go and check it out and see what happens and flirty friends to start with and then go from there. We've met tons of people who love to go to events. They love the energy. They love the seductive sexiness of seeing people that are in other places in their journey, you know, do things that maybe they fantasize about, but they're not ready for. And then totally okay. Now, those sometimes... We have actually had conversations and had little flirty scenarios happen, but then they're not wanting anything more than that. And we're respectful of that. Absolutely. And I think it's it's perfectly okay to have a conversation about this for six months until oh, you yeah. guys are both on the same page. For you, sure. Like, hey, these are my boundaries. I, you know, we can go to an event. I can, you can dance with people and I can dance with people. And that's as far as it's going to go. Right. Or you can go to you can like, hey, well, let's just talk about it for six months and we'll reevaluate it then. Yeah, absolutely. And so when we say set good expectations, another thing to talk about is, are your family and friends going to know? Oh, that's a great question. Do you have jobs where this could be an issue? Yeah. You know, because we actually know people who are in lines of work where if their work knew about their alternative lifestyle, it could get them fired. Right. And so that's definitely something to consider. And and like Matt was saying, feet first or baby steps, take it slow. What are we doing there? Know your comfort level. And then also, this is something that I never thought that when I talk about expectations, and it didn't occur to me until there was one couple that we met, but realize in your expectations that if you're approaching your partner and you want to be open because you want new experiences and you want variety, that your partner is probably going to want the same thing yeah. that you are wanting. And are you comfortable are with Are you? That? Exactly. Because yeah. they're going to want the same freedoms or at least some sort of freedom. Now, maybe they don't. Maybe they're like, you know what? This isn't interesting to me. But you have to expect that they may ask for that. Yeah. And are you comfortable? Right. 
Is so. it okay? Are you comfortable with them sleeping with someone else just mm -hmm. because you just like you want to sleep with someone else? Exactly. So yeah, we you... actually met a couple, and the one person in their in that relationship said, "Well, you know, I want to have the fun, but I don't want them to have the fun." And yeah, I mean, I've I, yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, that's." I would not phrase it that way because that's going to lead to resentment. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely keep that. And this is your this is your lifestyle. You can make it however you want. There's no right or wrong answer of what decisions that you guys make and what boundaries that you guys create for yourselves. Mm -hmm. Just keep that in mind as well. Mm -hmm. And something that's helped Matt and I, as far as like when we talked about keeping the sanctity of your primary relationship special, we have our little mantras and quirks and things that we talk that we do with each other like mantra mantra it looks like it should be mantra it's, no. well, whatever okay there's my misspell my mispronunciation of the day where's my crown it's i've ordered it is it with the banner it is with the banner for god's sakes we're never gonna get it i know oh is that ever a question <laughs> mantra what mantras do you use? So we have a few, a few little sayings that we use for each other yeah. that really help us. Just to remind one another that we're we're committed to one another. Exactly. And it doesn't matter what happens. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that saying, those little sayings are so sacred to us that when one of us uses it with the other, it, it just, for me, it brings me right home. Like yeah. I know exactly where I am with Matt in yeah. that moment. And so... I, I really like having those little things about our relationship that makes it special. And it reminds me when we're out someplace and things are a little chaotic or, you know, there's like a lot going on that I'm still right at home right here. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're not. I mean, I know that Julie's always going to fall asleep with me, so I'm not really worried about that. Right. Exactly. So and then the last thing I want to talk about and we can wrap this up. Let's kind of we've talked about a lot here. I feel like we're throwing a lot at people. You have to realize that everyone's going to make mistakes. Absolutely. You're going to make mistakes as a couple. You know, you're going to get into scenarios where you're like, oh, we didn't see that coming. Didn't or you're going to go into an event like, hey, there's an event. Let's go check this out. And you're going to walk into the event and you're going to be like, these are not our people. Yes. Because there are all types of people in this lifestyle. There are. There really are. And so just remember, and I think this is something to talk about in advance, if something happens, if a boundary gets crossed by accident, if you have a little too much to drink and you take something a little further than you talked about in advance, or there's so many little things that can happen that can come up, right? have a plan for, for what happens, right? Yes. And have an idea of, can we communicate and mitigate those things? Or, you know, are these absolute deal breakers and you're going to lose your relationship over it. Yeah. I mean, it's important to kind of think about the things that are like Julie mentioned that, you know, that are going to crop up. Right. You know, what if. Right. What ifs. Yeah. I mean, I know in the lifestyle, I've had a couple of times where I had a lapse of judgment or maybe had one too many glasses of wine and was maybe a little more flirty, flirty or a little bit more forward than I anticipated being. And I know that we've had friends of ours where they've had a situation where there was a lapse of judgment and then how do they how do they rebound from that how do they come back from that and how do they not lose their relationship over it how did it and they yeah. did and they worked through it they did they worked through it so i think it's important to realize that we're all human yeah i mean you, just, you have to give yourself and your partner a little grace every once in a while mm -hmm. 
have a conversation about it. Like, exactly. hey, you know, I mean, I was really disappointed this happened, but can we move on from yeah, it or, on? or is this something where we need to reevaluate our boundaries and, yeah i mean or, or take a step back for a little bit or whatever right yeah, absolutely there's there's no right or wrong answer when it comes to this when it comes to your version of what the lifestyle is to you right exactly it just i think it's better to have a conversation about that in advance so that it's part of fitting in your boundaries and your limits right mm-hmm. is where what happens if one of us makes a mistake or has a lapse of judgment or what if we make a mistake as a couple or you know the first time that we went out with a couple who decided that we weren't their cup of tea and it was very hard for them to tell us that they had no idea how to say that to us yeah and we were like just be honest it's okay we're not going to be everybody's cup of tea and we've had to tell people before too hey you're really great we like you guys a lot we think you're fun to hang out with but sexually it's just there there wasn't the right chemistry for us Mm -hmm. and so i think knowing how to say that stuff because you we when we first started we walked into a couple scenarios that we probably could have handled better than we did and everyone makes that mistake and it's just learning how to come back from that and what to you know well, it's learning to talk to your partner. And we, we Julie and I have reiterated this a lot on, on various podcasts, but it's what it comes down to is being able to talk to your partner and not not put them on the defensive. Right. Don't say words that and don't say don't use actions that kind of back them into a corner. Right. Try to see the conversation through their eyes while you're getting your information together and trying to, you know, thinking about approaching them. Mm hmm. You know, it's it's very important if you want to move forward this to make them feel comfortable and understood and heard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so those are our thoughts on breaking the ice. And on... we are no mean by no means any experts. Or... <laughs> we are not experts. No, so. <laughs> definitely not. But I, I do think that we we have seen a lot of couples, a lot of new couples, and like we've been out with lots of new couples and we've been out with couples who've been in the lifestyle for over a decade. Yeah. And so we definitely absorb the, like the different scenarios that we see people in. Absolutely. And we'll discuss their scenario. Like later we'll be like, Hmm, what do you think of that? Or wow, they were cool as cucumbers while they've been doing this for 15 years. So, you know, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, so anyway, we hope you have enjoyed season two, episode seven. Episode seven already. I know, right? Where yeah. does the time go? I'm not sure. It's crazy. It yeah, is crazy. it is crazy. We, Thanks to all our listeners out there, by the way. We thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, we, yeah. we it's really um, heartwarming to us to see all the downloads and to see that you guys are following us. It, it makes us feel like we're actually, hopefully, doing a little bit of good. Yes, absolutely. Until next time. I'm Julie. And I'm Matt. Thanks for listening to American Polly.